Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome to another episode of Friends from Work. I'm Robbie, he's Kyle, and today we have a little Marvelette for you on the subject of death in the MCU. Which is very appropriate because Robbie sounds like death. <laughs> this is so true. So just he's trying really hard to get into character for this episode, so... <laughs> Yep. Yeah. I'm, he touched I'm, a little ether this weekend. I could just keep going with these. I keep I'm going fighting back from the dark world as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we should say before we proceed any further that this episode will have spoilers for virtually Spoiler! the entirety of the Infinity <laughs> Saga. So all of the released Marvel films. So if you are one of the rare people that has not seen most or all of those movies, maybe turn back now. Turn back. If not, <laughs> if not, come along. Let's do it. Gosh, you sound horrible. Um, <laughs> so I have been passionate about this for a while. There's always been a conflict whenever you have money, you know, fighting against storytelling. And I get it. Every time you kill a character, Robbie, every time someone dies, there's a lot of dollar signs that you lose. There's a lot of money you can't make. There's a lot right. of stories you can't tell. But you also miss out on an impactful emotional moment that we could have gotten. And sometimes I feel like that's actually the better call for the story. Yeah. But the money part influences it. Now, this is not strictly a Marvel problem. This is a lot of storytellers' problem. And let me give you one example, Robbie. Even going way back, Arthur Conan Doyle, who wrote the original Sherlock series. Uh-huh. He had this same problem. So he was writing Sherlock and he got to a point where he was done with it and felt like the story should be over. And so he wrote the last episode of the Reichenbach Falls where Sherlock falls off a waterfall to his death. And right. that was the end of Sherlock. Right. But the public outrage was so strong and people were so upset that years later he actually went back, wrote more Sherlock, and he wrote rewrote the story to where Sherlock survived the fall from the waterfall. So this is my point is this is not a new problem, but as an audience member, it sometimes bothers me for someone who cares so much about stories that right. we don't get very many real gutty, impactful deaths that we just have to sit with, even if it's negative emotions. Yeah. We don't get that very often. And Marvel does this well sometimes, but particularly early, they kind of cheat the system a little bit. Right. Right. Which you can kind of see because they were still building. And I mean, you know, so whenever you're still putting all of your pieces together, you don't want to start throwing them out. No doubt. But I definitely think that there were moments where they totally could have afforded to say goodbye to a character and they held on to them. And I don't think that the story was better for it. 
Well, so early on, there's a few deaths of some really minor characters that are good moments, but obviously it's not the same as killing like an Avenger. Right. But, you know, you get Yinsen's death, which is a really motivating factor for Tony, and I love that. So I'm, right. you know, props to that. Coulson dies in the Avengers. Right. Um, well, and we get Bucky's death in Captain America. Right. So that's, which, well, that's a perfect one to start with, right? So sure, the very sure. first impactful death in our rewatch order right. is not even a real death. Although I will say, as opposed to some of the other apparent deaths that wind up not being real, I do appreciate that we're at least left to sit in this one for a while. I mean, until midway through Winter Soldier, That's we have true. we have no idea that Bucky survived. So at least you know it's, one. It's we, better than nothing. Well, right. Like one, we we actually feel the weight of him dying, and then we feel the twist of him coming back. I think. The opposite of that is what happens with Loki at the end of Thor and at the end of Thor 2, where we get these, you know, ostensibly emotional death scenes that literally both times, within five to ten minutes of that scene, we are then told, nope, never mind, he actually survived. (laughs) Which I don't, I do not understand, because in both of those movies, I think that there's a way that they could have let that sit and then told us the next movie that he was actually back. Or at least, like in Thor 2, let us wait until the the last end credit scene or something. But it's crazy to me how it's like, did you were you worried that he died? Don't worry. He's still alive like five minutes later. It just takes any it takes well, any impact out of it. And specifically with Loki, we have to give a disclaimer. It doesn't mean we don't like these characters or we don't like Loki. Right. In fact, a lot of people will get mad about us saying that because Loki goes on to be some people's favorite character. But sure. you're sacrificing a story element when you do this. They'll always give us some explanation of how they can pull this off. So like with Loki, they'll say, well, it's his magic. And with the time travel <laughs> stuff, it's like that's a new way you can go back and change it. And there's always ways around right. it. But my point is, let us sit with it sometimes. So the pinnacle of this for me is Yondu. Finally, right. it's not even a main character. You know, it's not an Avenger, but we get one where we so far have not seen any hint that they're going to go back and change it. He hasn't right. come back to life. We haven't revisited. We just have to live with a very uncomfortable ramification of these battles. Yeah. Well, and it was a very meaningful death, and I would be very disappointed if they did go back and change it. I don't think that they would. Um, but do, but do I, the stakes ever feel real enough if people don't die? You know, that's well, what my concern is. Well, I think it's interesting that you bring up Yondu and Guardians 2 because I think the first Guardians is another example of a sort of, it's a death but not a death in a way. Right, right? really moving death of Groot. Right, but? Five minutes later when you throw on Guardians 2, his son's already there. Now, that's how they spin it is they say, well, it's Groot's son. Okay, but as far as we can tell, since he can only say, I am Groot, it <laughs> right. just feels like Groot again. Right, I mean, there's a lot of continuity. And again, we get that. Yeah, by the end of that movie. I mean, we don't even have to wait until the next film. And so whatever hole that would have been left by Groot's death is is filled immediately. Then a couple other Marvel movies do like the fake out thing, like Fury and Winter Soldier. Sure. Where, not that I want Fury dead. Again, I don't want Fury dead, but you right, give right. us this whole emotional moving thing of Fury dying only to 20 minutes later be like, psych, it's a drug right. we took. And, you know, right. so Quicksilver... In Age of Ultron is another yeah. one we've seen. The yeah. Ancient One and Doctor Strange. Those are both side characters again, but so far... Frigga as, and Thor 2. 
which is a great one. That's a great one. Yeah. I would say that's pretty comparable to the Yondu scene, right? Yes, I really did like that scene. Right after Doctor Strange, though, in our order, we get to a really controversial one, which is Civil War. And Rhodey, it's not a death, right? But... You have right. these stakes being set up in Civil War that it's, you know, they, you're trying to convince us that it's really, really big deal. Right. Robbie, this is a really hot take. You ready for this? Yeah. What better way to convince us a, that it's a big deal than to actually kill Rhodey with that Oh, shot? I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Because I think that, yeah, I mean, Vision has this whole really memorable speech at the beginning where he talks about catastrophe. And, you know, you can talk about how that plays out in Infinity War but in the immediate, I mean, you know, you have people go to prison and then Cap breaks them out <laughs> at the end of the movie. It's, it's, not, it's not a devastatingly tragic thing. I mean, because that scene, I mean, that, that image, and we can post this later, of Tony holding Rhodey. Right. I, I remember was in the trailer, and it's such this dramatic thing because this is a character that we've spent a lot of time with. Right. And so that would have been such an impactful moment. And it's like, it still would have been impactful if Rhodey had been legitimately crippled. But guess what? He can still walk, even though he's paralyzed. <laughs> right. And it's like, I, again, I love that. I love Rhodey's character. I, I like that he was in Endgame. I like Rhodey too. But I just, but I don't think he was essential to, to Endgame. Right. Like right. I like the flavor that he adds. Here's another example of this further back for me, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I don't know how well you remember Iron Man 3 at this point, but there's a scene where Happy is near death. Oh, and yeah. It drives Tony to challenge the Mandarin, which then leads uh, the, well, the quote-unquote Mandarin to attack his house and destroy it and sets off the whole movie. And then at the end, Happy kind of miraculously recovers. And every time I see that, I'm like, man, another character that we've had a few movies to really love. And I feel like it would have been another great kind of driving force rather than it just being, oh, he's Tony's mad because his friend's really hurt, which right. is again what we get in Civil War versus Tony actually had to lose someone and we have to lose someone. Right. So this brings up an interesting point about Infinity War. When Infinity War came out, well, I loved it, first of all, but I kept saying to people after it was done, oh, yes, they finally gave us some like really impactful deaths. Gamora, yeah. Loki, Heimdall, and Vision. All yeah. of a sudden in one movie where they needed to increase the stakes, we got four real deaths. And I kept saying to people- Right, not even if, counting the dustings. Right. Oh, yes, Exactly. But like people that we saw like choked out. <laughs> right, right, right. But I kept saying to people, man, if in hindsight, like years down the road, they find a way to bring these characters back, it will a little bit lessen Infinity War for me. Right. Um, it hasn't yet because I still love the movie so much. Right. But of those four, three of them are getting a new show. <laughs> How is this possible? Right. They're all supposed to be dead, right? So I right. know there's individual cases like Loki. You know, you can kind of twist it through the time travel thing. Vision, maybe you can set that show in the past, and that's right. how you can address that, which is maybe the same thing they're going to do with Black Widow or Tony right. Stark. If he makes an appearance, right. you could just set it in the past. But Gamora, the emotional core of Infinity War was driven by Gamora's death. And now a movie later... She's back, and yes, she doesn't have the history with Quill, so that's cool to me. That is cool. 
But I'm pretty sure Guardians 3 is going to end up being them finding Gamora and making her fall in love with Peter again, don't you think? And how is that any different than having baby Groot in the place of Groot? We have all Gamora in place of original Gamora. It's interesting to note that Guardians gave us one of the most impactful deaths with Yondu and also seems to cheat the system more than anybody else with a couple of these other ones. Right. Well, and it's also interesting to see you know, how much James Gunn is is trying to set his trilogy, which has largely been pretty disconnected from the rest of the MCU, on its own. I mean, I'm curious, because obviously the, the two movies we're talking about are not Guardians films. You know, Infinity War and Endgame. Right. And so... How does he handle it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to see if part of that is, you know, he's got his own plan, because I feel like that script has been written for a bit. But that's to say, I, I agree with you the the Loki vision thing doesn't bother me because I think the vision storyline, as long as it's set in the past, it doesn't bother me. If they if they bring vision back, I agree. Then that that really lessens the impact of that and of a scene that we get with with Wanda at the end of Endgame. I think I'm good with the past stuff in general, as long as right. it's set in the past. Like right. Thor's mother in Endgame when they're time traveling. That's a cool cameo. And that's a sure. cool way to have her be involved again. And that's the beauty of being able to put together our own rewatch order is that, you know, if Black Widow comes out and as is speculated, it will all take place within that post-Civil War era, well, then you just plop that movie down into that time period. And then you can still have the same kind of meaningful conclusion in Endgame. But yeah, I mean- A la Rogue One again. Right, right. But again, yeah, with Gamora, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm going to withhold judgment, but I, I'm absolutely with you. It feels- a little bit cheaper. I will say when I first saw Endgame, I thought to myself, wow, that's a way I never thought of them bringing Gamora back. And I was a little bit more okay with it than I thought it would be. To me, that was at least better than just, hey, we reversed the timeline and she's back. Right. As is. Um, I will say one last point I want to make is that for me personally, it doesn't always have to be deaths for you to raise the consequences. Like for example, the way they handled Cap. He's not technically dead, but right. I feel like that was very final. And so I right. still have, I still as a viewer have to sit with the effects of now there's no more Captain America. He's off the board. Um, so there are ways to do it still without just straight killing people. Well, but yeah, and, and on the same note, I think that if we were to have Cap come back in any meaningful way into the fold, I think that that would be a little disappointing for me in terms of the impact of Endgame, you know? Yeah, I guess the only two ways I'm okay with is that you either, like, cap, you're not dead, but you're off the board, or, like, Tony Stark or Black Widow, where if you bring them back, it's strictly in the past, and it's fun for us to see them again, but it's not moving forward. So I'm going to be really curious to see how they handle Gamora and Loki specifically. Yeah, we're at a really interesting juncture to be having this conversation, because I think some of the coming releases between Black Widow, the Loki show, the Vision Wanda show they'll really touch on some of these issues. And I'm curious to see, I think that Marvel has been getting better with this and I would like to see that trend continue, but who knows? We'll have to watch. Yeah, so in summary, this is just something Robbie and I wanted to quickly touch on. We still obviously love these movies, but it's just something to keep an eye on as we move forward. What do you guys think? Are we crazy? Let us know. We're on social media at the FFW podcast. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week on Friends From Work.